You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. Jump to start here on Dirty Mode Doe. We started and the recording wasn't started. Travis had a panic look on his face, but here we are and we're back. Post-Michigan, Ford dominance continues. Nine in a row. How about Chris Busher? Back-to-back, Chomp. Solid. I mean, and like, just a just great speed. Like, no BS, no nothing. Just great speed. Just drove by him. Professor, where was he in the predictor? I think he was 11th, if I recall. That's fair. I had, him in, I had him in my top ten, and I, last minute I pulled him out. Oh. That was a kick. Uh, let's talk about your bets. So, ended up a little bit of a down week because you missed the winner. Truex would have flipped the whole thing, right? Oh, by that a ton. Truex would have been huge because it had the Toyota to win and Truex to win. and I think we're three weeks in a row now, though, on what I consider long shot top tens, right? We've gone to the Jones, Dylan Jones bucket three weeks in a row. Yep, that's good. Um, top tens kinda, have been popping. That had to be a big saver. Right? Yeah, it that did. Was, we're up five units in the top tens, and Gibbs is eleventh. How about your head-to-head action? Small plus. All right, it's all plus. Yeah, just slight, like one unit or something. But better than the other Chastain way. killed me. I, I was we uh, went against Chastain and, and Suarez too. So let me let me go ahead and say this. Uh, pre-week, I was I was the guy saying fade Trackhouse, fade Trackhouse. I hadn't seen anything out of them. I hadn't seen anything out of their history there. Uh, listen, you got to applaud it when they find something, and they found something. They showed up, and both cars were good. Um, not so good that I'm like, hey, panic, go the other way. But, but hey, I'm yeah. going to give them credit. They, they, they didn't luck into it. They brought speed. I'd be the first guy to pick on them when they're slow, so I'll give them the credit when they're fast, and Trackhouse was impressive. I mean, not Truex impressive. I mean, that thing was like... Oh, different league. It was unbelievable. I can't believe he didn't get there. I know. I actually liked everything. I even liked the strategy. People want to talk about the pit stall. I, I think, the, like, I don't know. I thought... I thought he had a couple chances. He had in a traffic. few more laps. He could have probably got there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Was, you should have saw the professor. Man, he was banging his head on the window up there. He just couldn't <laughs> believe that Trex couldn't get there. He was when he drove down inside the seventeen. I could. T- I didn't have to look out the window or the screen because the professor jumped up in his seat like it was a ninth inning double to the wall. Like we had guys in scoring position. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think Busher knew it was Monday because that's Truex's day. That's a good yeah. point. I figured he was a lock on Monday. Oh, I. That was my hammer bet. <laughs> How about it, Emmy Awards? You're awful quiet today. Truex getting beat, put you in a sour mood. Yeah, well, and remember, we were in Michigan for five days. Remember, we went up early and stayed late. And five days with Stevie is too many. Too, too many. <laughs> too, too many. Yes. I'm good at with three. <laughs> I prefer two. Five is too many. How about legal? She's got 22 years of it. Yeah, but she's been, she pushes you away. She pushes you out of the house. It's for sure. It's Come about year. January, she's like, hey, you're doing the Rolex, right? I mean, I'm not trying to tell you anything, but you are going away for a couple of days. You're a lot. <laughs> so he became nicknamed the lawn chair. Just folds up 
when it comes to the end. No brainer this week. All right, sure. All right, before we leave Michigan, let's open the trunk. Let's get the lawn chair out. Who's sitting in it this week? Professor, do you have one? Um, I think it was a consensus that it should be Reddick. Chop? Yeah, Reddick. And that, it wasn't him. So I'm trying His to remember, team. didn't we give the lawn chair to a pit crew a couple weeks ago, and now we're giving it to another pit crew, or is it the same pit crew? No, I think that was HMS's, wasn't it? Oh, I think you're right. Now we're, we're So I have to agree. Um, lawn chair, and I actually, Reddick lost his mind on the radio, and his crew chief agreed. Um, I don't know if it was. So here, let, let me just set the stage. This is going to be a 14 second pit stop. They got to put a whole tank of fuel in anyway. So I don't know if they weren't coached. I don't know if the players didn't know. Like, I, I can't blame the person because I don't know what was communicated. But as a group, you could have went out there and changed the damn tires with electric impacts and torqued the wheels and still had enough time at 14 seconds. You could change tires in 10 seconds. So it is inexcusable. I'm going to give you a little window of doubt when you're trying to do it in nine seconds. Stuff can go wrong. But when you have an extra five, that's like hitting an iron off a tee to lay up and then still hitting it at OB, right? Like you can't, like, like yeah, you can't bad. do it. You just can't do it. It's a total miss. And for that reason, congratulations. 23-11 and the 45 of Tyler Reddick. You, gentlemen, are this week's lawn chair. We'll make sure Denny knows. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's not happy about it either. I'm sure he's not either. <laughs> I'm sure they're the, uh, the betters who are mad with Reddick are nowhere near as mad as poor Denny Hamlin because – uh, pit crews have been a thorn in his side, and now he owns two teams, and pit crews are a thorn, thorn in their side as well. All right, was that time? Predictor model. I can't wait to hear the predictor model this week because we got a lot of action. We're back to the road courses, back to what I call more of a standard road course, indie road course. No more streets of Chicago. This is a road course. We have small history. Third race, right, Professor? Third race for the Cup guys on the road course. Monster weekend on NBC. We have IndyCar, Xfinity on Saturday, Cup on Sunday. We're going to cover all three. Obviously, focus on Cup. Um, but we have last road course was S V G hundred to one ring the bell Australian supercar guy. He's from New Zealand. He came up here and punched them all in the nose A big win. But now we have a loaded deck behind him. Uh, you're going to hear name Brody Kostecki. You don't know who he is. He's another supercar guy. You're going to recognize Jensen button. We've seen him before. Uh, we have Kamui Kobayashi. If you haven't heard of him, Google him. Uh, on the WEC, unbelievable. In IMSA, he's unbelievable. Uh, Japanese driver. And then who else am I missing? Oh, and Rockefeller. We basically have two-thirds of the Garage 56 entry. Uh, <laughs> the only one we're missing is the NASCAR guy in Jimmy. Uh, so there's a lot of drivers that we don't normally see, and I only say all that pre-predictor because I want to know how they're handled. So, all right, Professor, floor is yours. So on the predictor, we have Tyler Reddick at the top. Um, he's won three of the last seven road courses, including this race last year. He won Coda this year. We go to Kyle Larson, um, then Chris Busher, which is that that's a name people aren't going to really think about, but he's he's been really good on the road courses. He's been top ten the last eight races. Um, Almondinger, Chase Elliott, and then your guy SVG in sixth. And it's it's hard this week trying to to do the predictor. The the computer really struggles with with these. Um, ringers if we will but you know he comes in he's he's one for one and and it's hard to to go against him when you see like you look at all the numbers including like his speed at Chicago and the laps he led at Chicago it it's just it's hard to for the computer not to put him in the top top 10 really all right so we're gonna call that tier one so I got some questions on tier one I can believe Reddick yep 
Um, I actually could believe Busher because his consistency is very good. The dinger I can get my mind around. But I struggle a little bit with Larson and Elliott. you got to give me a little defense on Larson and Elliott. You know, while Elliott, and everybody wants to talk about road courses, it has been a major decline, or at least in my opinion, it's been a major decline in this car from what he did in the old car. Is that fair, or am I foul with that opinion? The, so I, when you talk about Elliott, I think it's, f- it's fair when it comes to wins. But when it comes to everything else, like in the last 11 races, he's got no wins but eight seven top fives, eight top tens, average finish of seventh. You know, in the prior... And you say 11 because that's how many next-gen well, road it, courses. It just, I just broke it. I think there's been nine, but I broke it down by 11 for him because of the way it, it goes wins and wins wins and no wins wise. But, like, he hasn't been Basically, bad. that's the professor saying it was a better stat for TV, so that's what that's yeah. the shit you're getting. I'm not redoing it for the, for the pod. <laughs> It, it's still it's, it's still the same. It's very similar for the, for for next gen too. Like he hasn't been bad in the next gen. Oh, all right. So what you're saying is, just, while it looks worse because he's not winning, he's still fast. Yeah, like he was third at Chicago, fifth at Sonoma. So okay. like, well, give me some Larson stats then. How are you getting Larson in there? Well, Larson, he's he's won four of the last fourteen. Road course races. He won in this car last year at Watkins Glen. Um, he was fourth at Chicago, eighth at Sonoma. You want more? No, that's good. And the one race he finished in Indy, he was like top three. And the other one, he got cannonballed into turn one. Yeah, he was, well, actually, that's not true. He did the cannonballing. He was that's the wreck. That's where that's he, missed, the, he missed the braking zone or yeah, something. Yeah, that's didn't like he? the um, we're not sure what happened wreck. Yeah. Um, Larson took credit as a driver mistake, was as a former crew chief. I really appreciate to this day. Man, I don't know. seems like a pretty egregious mistake for Larson. I'm not sure if something didn't go wrong with the car, yeah. uh, which I applaud him if he doesn't want to point the finger. But either way, he was the cannonball in the turn one. <laughs> That's right. I can't remember. He got a bunch of them. A lot of guys were like, whoa, dude, where so, are you going? Talk about real quick, though, the in, in tier one there, SVG, the the – Street course versus the road course, so and what's the... This is the million-dollar question. All right, so let's talk about SVG. SVG is fr- he's a New Zealand driver, runs in Australia. They run supercars. The supercar is a little lighter than, an Xfinity, or than a cup car. Same style of shifting. has one extra speed. It's a six-speed instead of a five-speed. But when you look at wheel size, tire sidewall, everything the driver would really feel, like how much car movement, how the downforce is generated, that is all very similar to a cup car. In supercars, they are refereed much tougher. Like, if you run into the back of somebody, if you pull a NASCAR-type move, that's a penalty. In the last mm. race, he actually, in one of the last races, he got a penalty for rough driving was pulled off the podium. I actually think that helps him. So, you know, where everybody else comes around with white gloves and they're used to no contact, they get into NASCAR. Like, Jensen Button, I think his biggest challenge is when they go five wide into one with the, you know, FU move four doors wide, he's like, holy smokes, what are you guys doing? I think that's more natural for SVG. So I think I add all that up as why I think it worked. Now to your question about the street course, very little practice. First ever street course in NASCAR. We saw guys like uh, Chase Elliott hit an inside wall. We saw Kevin Harvick hit an inside wall. We've seen some very talented guys, Hamlin, make these mistakes. So it is very different. So obviously SVG, lots of street um, experience. So that is really the million-dollar question, and I can't answer it, right? Like, how much more level is the playing field at a track? Now, listen, we're going to Watkins Glen. 
I would say, listen, man, I don't believe this SVG top 10 thing. Because cup guys have been running Watkins Glen forever. My whole mm-hmm. life they've been going to the Glen. And it's not a very technical road course. It's a real fast road course. Kind of more of a cup guy. Indy's kind of that mix, right? We've only been there twice. It is kind of technical in some areas. So I know I haven't answered your question because I don't know the answer. There's okay. definitely a street course. Without a doubt, there was a street course factor that helped him. There was also a, oh, he's the new guy. We're going to be nice factor. Let me tell you, some egos got hurt. They had to have. And I think there's some cup guys when, you know, SVG inside. No, 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 no. I'm driving you all the way down in the corner. I'm not going to let you by. But I will say, it not just his win, his car control in the last 10% of that race, the, the move nobody talks about is he made a pass from 6 to 7 where the caution came out and he didn't have the lead. That was the most impressive move I had seen at Chicago in a weekend. <laughs> and nobody talks about it because it got pulled away. So, so listen, I don't know. Here's the thing. What do I think about SVG? I think minus 250 in the top 10 is a bad bet. I think anything top 3 or top 5 is a bad bet. I think 10 to 1... I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty big correction. I know he's one for one, but holy smokes, that's a big correction on the odds. So, so I actually think um, the professor's predictor is a little gracious. I would have put him like somewhere inside the top ten, but like he said, it's hard with only one stat. Yep. And I think you know we're gonna see. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it all. Uh, so that's tier one. I question HMS. Let's go tier two. Kyle Bush, you gonna question him or not? Not yet. Okay. I want to see who you have with me. William Byron, uh, Martin Truex, Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell. Okay, so I am going to ask Kyle Bush. He's not tier one, or is he right on the brink? Because he's, he said four straight top five. Yeah, he's right on the brink. Runner up. Okay, so Kyle Bush is a is a high-level tier two. Yeah. Byron? Yeah, I, I think the, the computer loves his four wins this season. He's fifth at Coda earlier this year. Um, average finish on the road course this year is tenth, so I I think he's okay being there in eighth. Uh, Truex, McDowell, Bell. I feel pretty good about all of those. So, so Truex is the one we should talk about. Floor is yours. So you know I'm the biggest Truex guy, but he only has two top tens in the next gen on the road courses, and four of his five road course wins have come at Sonoma. Um, so I. Finishes of what's it fifteenth and twenty first at Indy on the road course, so I I think the odds really love him too, but I I can't get him higher than than this tier two back half of the top ten. I mean he's a predominant favorite in the books. I mean not even close. I mean look at his top his top ten minus four fifty. I wish you could take the opposite. So why is he so good at Sonoma, Stevie? Like does it? Where does that translate road course-wise? So Sonoma, I think, is a magical mix of road courses and very, very, very low grip. And when you look at Truex's style, and it's really why I lost against Chris Buescher, and I'm not questioning his style because he's done it his whole career. The, you know the Hanlon-Larson move at Pocono? Truex is never going to do that, ever. That's not Truex. It's never been his move. He's a non-contact driver. That's why he gets so pissed when Chastain was running him all over a couple years ago because that's not his move. So he expects you to race him like he would race you. Mm-hmm. And I have seen him lose races that he could have won by pushing on guys, and he just that's not his style. Um, and I think that the reason I bring that up is because Sonoma 
is a little of that old school egg under the gas pedal. Like, man, lap one to lap two, you go slower. Lap two to lap three, you go slower. I mean, the pavement out there is like the Darlington of road courses. Slip, slip, slippery. And he makes very little mistakes. I think James Small gave him a good car out there. And I just think it suits his style, right? A very, very efficient at Sonoma. Um, but just because you per- turn both directions doesn't mean they're all the same, right? Like Sonoma to Watkins Glen is like Martinsville to Talladega. I mean, they're totally different racetracks. So, so I have to agree with your assessment. I think the books are giving Truex a lot of um, – I think he's going to be better this year because they just have more swagger. Um, but I don't have him as the same favorite that the books have him. I had him as like a um, 10, 12, 14 to 1-ish, you know, like an Amadinger Bell Larson odds. But the books have him all the way to like 400, 4 to 1. I think – I actually made a note right here as a potential fade. We have to see what he is in his matchups because I'm not willing to say fade. But I would that, – that may be somebody you're going to get credit to go against. Mm-hmm. How about your tier three, which, by the way, this color is barely good enough. I mean, if my, oh, my eyes were any older, I wouldn't be able to see the difference. Logano, Hamlin, Harvick, Austin Sindrick. I'd love to talk about something here. I guess Sindrick is a little surprising to be 15th, but he just really hasn't shown up in the cup races like he did in Xfinity. Xfinity, he was really fast at the road courses. Now, now, now I will say that he he's one of two guys that finished top 10 in both of these Indy road course races. Okay. So I, I think – and you look at his numbers overall on road courses it, are pretty good. He just hasn't contended for wins. But this team is just... Even this week, they had a good run. And then they fumbled around on pit road. Two tires, four tires. When do I leave? Like, like I love the crew chief. He's one of my better friends in the garage area. I think he's very bright with a car, but he's got to get a hold of this race team. Like, I, I need him to be like... It needs to be clear on what we're doing on this final pit stop. And you got... Sendrick thinking they're taking two. They're really taking four, and they look like the Bad News Bears running around the car out there, giving away a good finish. So, Steve, when, they're, when the car's pitting, what's, how much time does the crew and driver have when they know what the, the stop is going to be to when the car is there and they start acting? So a green flag pit stop, the crew should know well ahead of time. Now, I hate these stupid code words, bubble gum, look at your chart on your rearview mirror. They got these dumbest in the world. It's stupid. You know, like, we're going to do a Folgers coffee. Like, you know, I got a code word for you. Pit, we're going to change four tires. How's that for a code word? Like, <laughs> look, if you're Truex or the 17 and you want to give some last-minute information because you're racing for the win, that's one thing. But if Austin Sindrick thinks anybody in the field is listening to what the hell the two cars doing on the green flag pit stop, they are crazy. Like, let's be just be clear about it. Um, it it's like, it's just silly. These code words are dumb. Um I think it's it's just drives me nuts. Russell's heard this before in the booth. I, every time they use a code word and mess it up, I play it. I'm like, yeah, play this stupid <laughs> payday. You know why they didn't do what they were supposed to do? Because they didn't know what payday was. Because he was <laughs> look, he was going through. He likes a like quarterback. He has an armband. He's looking uh, payday. Oh, is that too tired? Am I waiting on gas? What is that? They don't damn. It's like the dumbest. Just tell the guy. Like execution at its finest. You know, like. So, so, and under green flag, you should have a way electronically to talk to the pit crew guys. You know, that should be delivered to the pit crew guys. But it was, it was Cindric who made the mistake. He tried to leave after the right sides were done. They were changing four tires. So, and the other thing I'm going to say is, listen, drivers have a lot going on. So even if you told them coming down the backstretch, hey, man, we're going to take two tires. He's looking for his marks. He's downshifting. He, like, he's got a lot going on. Coming down pit road, you got to be like, hey, man, once again, two tires, two tires, two tires, or four tires. Like, repeat it three or four times. 
pretend you're talking to your husband at the dinner table who's playing Candy Crush. He's not really hearing you the first time. You want to repeat it three or four or five times to make sure he gets the information. That sounds personal right there. That sounds personal. Yep. But that I'm just was, saying. Is, is that what happened last night? Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would say talk, Trish does that down. without you being on your phone. <laughs> I got a lot going on between these ears, man. There's fireworks. Um, let's keep running through. Well, how, about, I, how about Harvick, Harvick real quick, though? Oh, yeah, let's talk Harvick. So, like, what happened to him last weekend? <laughs> yeah, mean, that, that was, he was, we were shocking. Just... So, so, as good as uh, the track house was, is as bad as SHR was. They were, they were awful. Harvick was nowhere to be found. Now, listen, they did a very Kevin Harvick grind back to what they finished, fifth or sixth. Um, but I'm talking back of the milk carton, like yeah. nowhere to be found all weekend long. Um, RFK, I love Brad's answer, by the way. So, uh, Brad, um, is, does RFK now feels like they're the best Ford team? And he went into owner mode, and he said, well, I can't remember, because he always repeats whoever's name it was. So I think he was like, well, Parker or whoever it was. We'll let the results speak for themselves. And I'm like, <laughs> boom! As you're there standing in lane, that's a pretty good answer. There like, it is. Like, no, I'm not agreeing or making that argument, but... Take a look here. <laughs> Behind <laughs> door number two. We're not... <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, Very good. So I don't know what happened to Harvick. Um, I think our dream of having him get a win here at the end is just getting So you know what's going to happen? Here's my guess. We're all going to forget about him. We're going to get into the playoffs. He's not going to be a major player in the playoffs. We're going to be talking Truex and Byron and all these guys and Larson. And all of a sudden, we saw Dale Jr. get a win at Martinsville. We saw Jeff Gordon get a win at Martinsville. Like, my point is, he'll be out of the playoffs, and all of a sudden, boop, there Kevin Harvick weekend. And you're like, oh, well, we're still happy for him, but none of us saw it coming. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. It seems to have that sort of signature. I wish I had the answer because it was a, um, he just, I mean, he recovered okay, but definitely not the Harvick no. we were expecting. Um, tier four, Chastain, Gibbs, Blaney, Suarez, Bowman. I want to talk Ty Gibbs for a minute. Young driver. I, I think of him as a road course guy. Is that fair or am I making that up? Well, you, you think of that because his, you know, he won in his first start in Xfinity on a road course. So, and he, he's, yeah, that's a pretty good reason. I've been good at, he's been good in road courses in Xfinity, but I, I would say that. it's been top 10 in two of the three races this year on road courses. Um, I, I don't, I don't see why. And, and this is, He's more of an aggressive guy. This is more of an aggressive road course. I would say, you know, you're you're good to think that way for him. All right, let's just keep rolling. Group five is gigantic. Haley, the Kez, Brad Kozlowski, Jones, Briscoe, Stenhouse, Wallace, Dylan, Gilliland, Priest, LaJoy. I don't see a road course racer in the mix other than Haley, maybe I could argue. Kez, Kez is a grinder, blue collar. Jones, Briscoe, Stenhouse, Bubba. Man, he is going to be protecting a points lead. He's going to be nervous and all kinds of stuff. Gilliland, I thought he had a good run here when everybody in the world wrecked over the curbs, I think it was. Um, you could tell me if I'm wrong there. Priest and LaJoy, we're going to call that group five. It's a monster. Is there anyone in there we need to discuss? No, I, th- I think, like you said, Haley, you know, was was he runner? He almost won at the road, road course in Chicago, the street course in Chicago. Um so I guess he's the one, and that's why a little strategy with darkness, though, to be quite to be quite yeah. clear where Haley got there. You know, he was going to run. I don't know where he was running, tenth or fifteenth. Now I'm not taking it away. I mean, he still finished there with strategy. But but when you think of raw speed, SVG man, he he dusted him off like it was nobody, like pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, and then the last group, I just want to get down here because there's some other names: Burton, Almarola, Jensen, Button, 
I know he's an international superstar. I don't think he's in the best equipment, and I think he's still struggling with some of the full contact. Ty Dillon, Balicki, Rockenfeller, hard to measure um, because he's in that 42 car. I haven't seen that legacy car really do much anyway, so I'm going to kind of rule that out. Kamui is in a third 2311 car, which is worth discussing. We have no value in the predictor because it's his first start. And Let me ask you something, yeah. Steve. The 42 car hasn't been performing, but Eric Jones has been. So does that give you a little hope if you're looking at Rockefeller in that car? You know, so but pre-SVG at Chicago, I wouldn't waste my time talking about any of these guys. And that's just an honest statement. We had never seen a one-off or a new start or a guy from another series come in. We all were caught a little on our heels with SVG. I think the other competitors included. So the short answer to your question is, you know, I think Rockefeller is going to be okay, but I don't think he could take a car that's not a winning car and make it a winning car. Let's remember, SVG got in Trackhouse. They had won the two races before Chicago, right? So the organization knows how to win, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? If, if Rockefeller was in a fifth Hendrick car, which they can't do because of his deal with Garage 56. I'd be like, no, just wait a minute. But in Legacy, I'm not ready to give Legacy winning credit. I just don't think the group as a whole is, is, is ready yet. Kamui, though, back to what we were saying. Now, I'm a little worried about who his pit crew is because 2311 struggles already. Now, here's a third entry, so I got to do a little research on that. Um, and Brody Kostecki, it's a long story, but he, he actually has some uh, experience in full-bodied cars. Well, interesting to see how he runs. He has a couple wins over in Australia already, so... Um, yeah, he, he's, he's like the direct competitor to SVG. So let's run through this. That's our tiers. We got them up. We spread them out. I have a couple notes after we've gone through the predictors. Let's just jump right in. Chop, you kind of told the world, and I think you're right. I think it's a bad uh, – Truex is fine, but I don't have him as a favorite. Reddick next, Elliott, SVG, Kyle Busch, Larson, Bell, Amadinger, Suarez, and Brody Kostecki. Um, I think the world's fair. I think the books got smoked on SVG last time. So for that reason, Kostecki's getting some <laughs> low odds as well. Um, and I understand it, right? The top 10 money, the books just must hate us because it's minus all the way for the top 14 guys. <laughs> um, so when you look up here after this conversation, does anybody jump off the page yet? Or you, is this a practice-type weekend for you? For win? Yeah, let's start with win. I'm looking down there in the maybe trying to change the strategy a little bit instead of some, some of those low guys. I mean, I don't think it's worth, there's too much can happen at 400 and 500 and 600 to one or plus yeah. 600, Yeah, which down there in the, you know, Gibbs at 40. Yeah. Uh, the dinger. Let's talk about the dinger, dinger real quick. 16. 16 to one. Um, you know, dinger used to be a shoe in at all the road courses. Let's remember, he won the first Indy road course as a part-time entry for Colleague. Um, a lot happened that day. So, I mean, a curb exploded. There was a lot going on. Has, I don't want to say has Amendinger cooled off, has the field caught Amendinger? That's a better way to ask it, Professor. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I, he's, still, he's still a top five guy on road courses, you know, numbers-wise, and especially this one. And he's running so double duty again, like the, just time. On the so track. if you take tier one drivers, we have six. And I'm going to put Kyle Busch in there because I think that you have him a little. I think you could argue he could be tier tier one because he's right there on the score. I'm looking at the score. So that's seven guys. Reddick is next to the favorite. Larson is 11 to one. 
Busher twenty to one, Dinger at sixteen to one, Elliot seven and a half, SVG at ten to one, and Kyle Bush at where is Kyle up here? Ten to one. So to your point, if you just went on longest odds tier one drivers, it would be a Dinger bet at sixteen to one and Busher yep. to twenty to one. Yep. Russ, when's the last time someone won three in a row? It's Kyle Larson in twenty one. So it happens. And I would, if you would have said going to Michigan, would you take Busher at Michigan or Indy? I would have took Indy. Like, I would have took Michigan. I would have took Indy just because, man, his, what is his number? Like, the guy's missing. He, he caught on fire. About burned his stuff to the ground at Indy. They put the fire extinguisher to it, and he drove back inside the top ten. I'm like, man. And is it cool that he's somewhat unassuming? Yeah. He, like, pops out. He's like, well, man, this is cool. This is so much fun. <laughs> kind of like that about him. Eight straight top tens. Eight straight road course top tens. Now, hmm. the book sees it. Oh, actually, the book minus 160 still long odds, but. All right. All right. So so I, I'm kind of uh, with you. I don't see a huge, like, value. No, in... I, 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 my, my sense is that Almendinger at 16, I, I think it's, we, Larson's been quiet for a while. He pops up. He this, does, too. You know? He does. I feel like this could be his week to pop up. For a win, it's been a while. When's his last win? That's on the, the Matrix. All Star. Just pull up the Matrix, Professor. All Star right race, there. probably. His last win was was Martinsville, actually, in April. Well, and not in counting All Star, yeah, not yeah. counting the non-point. I feel like he's, you know, at eleven to one. Larson at eleven to one any week would be a yeah, decent I, little something. I think you're at now. I will say, you know, is it? Do all the odds just seem a little lower? Like the books, it's a little yeah. flatter across. They're not as confident. Um, I mean, we're talking the 20th place odds are like 35 to 1. That's usually way higher. Um, I'm kind of with you. I mean, listen, if you want to take a flyer, I don't think, I don't think we're going to have lightning strike twice. Probably, I think the, my favorite flyer on the board is probably Kamui at 80 to 1. Um, and I'd get it pre-practice because if he's fast enough, it's going to drop. It's kind of like the SVG odd. You know, put a quarter unit on it so you mm-hmm. think you have something in case you hit it. But that's kind of where I would end. I don't see anything how's, there. How's Logano on the road courses? He's at 35. He is. He's uh, a little hit or miss, kind of. Yeah, he's like he was eighth at Ch- Chicago, third at Sonoma, but then he's 28th at, at Coda this year. So he's. He's all over the place, I would say. I kind of feel that about all these guys. And the other thing you have to understand is, like, McDowell's going to try to score points. Gibbs is going to try to score points. Now, there's no stage breaks, so the strategy gets a little bit simpler. But they're going to have to run to the end of the stages where other guys may not, and a, a timely yellow will put them in a really bad spot. Let's talk about top ten. What's that? What about McDowell? He can't win. Okay. Do you like him for the top tens? I mean, well, that's what I was getting ready to move for. To cut, can't win is is cold. A win out of McDowell would shock me. Um, he's good at the road courses. But, you know, there's a difference between being good. There's a long difference between a six handicap and a scratch. And that's kind of what we're talking about, right? For top tens, we're looking for that single-digit guy that can have a good round. Uh, let's start with McDowell. Everybody in front of Chastain is minus money. There's no sport I would put minus money in the top 10, I don't think. I mean, listen, anything can happen. Um, so let's start with McDowell at dead even money for a top 10. 
Man, I don't like that. I have it worse than a coin flip. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change your mind. He leads all drivers in points earned on road courses in the next gen car. He leads all drivers in laps running the top ten on road courses this year. His, his crew chief, Travis Peterson, he finished top ten at the Indy Road Course last year, substitute role for Busher. And his worst finish on a road course is twelfth as a crew chief. So you said a bunch of points, but where was on those? What's his finish, though? He's been top ten six of the last eight on road courses. Because for this, the points don't matter. He could be first in both stages, and not. so that's why I was asking. Well, six of the last eight, though, is an, I mean, that's a real stat. That's a fair bet, even money. Did I change your based mind? Based on the odds. I mean, well, it's Chopper's money, and he just said it's a fair bet, so I think you have. Yeah. Um. I'm going to start going names, and you start when you you feel one that's a bad line. Cindric even money? You would take McDowell over Cindric? Oh, I would take both of them. Okay. Really? Yeah. Well, hmm. we talked before. He finished top 10 in both of these races all here before. So, and this is, I feel like this is more his kind of road course as well. All right. How about Logano? You said hit or miss. We're going to skip him. Yeah. I mean, you can't take everybody. Gibbs plus 140. I got a heavy nod from Payday over here at the chop. He's the one with the money. So what's the stat say, though? He's top 10 in two of the three races this year on road courses. Okay. He's fast. He was 17 fast. here last week. He was fast last week. In his, his first cup road course. It's hard, right. to, it's hard to pick him over experience like Logano and Blaney that he's sandwiched in between there, though, right? That's the I mean, question, right? I mean, that is really the question. How many times you can get Logano and Blaney at plus money in a top 10? All right, head-to-head tool. Give me Gibbs against um, either Logano or Blaney and Gibbs' road course experience in a, in a cup car. It's going to be like nine or ten races, right? Yeah, it's going to be six races. Um, it's going to be Logano all day. That goes to Chop's point. So if you can get Logano at plus money or Gibbs at plus money, that's, that's you know, we're comparing it like a head-to-head, right? Because if you yeah, take right. everyone, you're going to yeah. lose enough. How about Gibbs and Blaney and Gibbs and Harvick? Now, Gibbs and Blaney, it's going to be Gibbs on the road courses. There you go. So now okay. we got Gibbs over Blaney for the same odds. Yep. How about Gibbs and Harvick? And Gibbs and Harvick is a push. You get Harvick at plus 175. That Man, that's like a long odd for a Kevin Harvick to run inside the top 10. I don't care what track we're going to. Same with Brad. I kind of felt the same way, too, about Brad. Br- Brad now is the not problem a road is guy. He, no. no, he's not. And Kevin Harvick has five finishes of 11th or worse in the last six. Okay. So in the last six, he just hasn't got there. So some of this is – now, look, it's going to be a little different. The restart zone has moved. So the restart zone in Indianapolis used to be at the start of the front stretch. They would take the green, and they'd be freaking five wide into one, wreck fest, cannonballing each other. Because of that, and it started at the Chicago street course, which didn't really make a huge difference. We were single file because of the weather. Um, they're going to start in, like, the last two corners. So what that's going to do is – you know, by the time you get on the front stretch, there's going to be a little bit of a gap. So you're going to have to be 
better. This make-believe 10 spots on restart isn't going to happen, right? There's no Coda ninth to third. Uh, you know, I'm, good mm-hmm. car's still going to get a couple, yeah. but it's not going to be the same chaos that we saw. Um, I do think that's going to make this racetrack race a little standard. I think the Indy stats in general are messed up because of the curb that exploded in year one and the, I don't know what we had, five restarts in the in the last few laps last year. Now, maybe it's just always going to be chaos, but the first two races were very chaotic. Um, let's just keep running down because I want to get the head-to-heads. There's a lot of them. Harvick, Kozlowski, Bowman, Kamui at two and a half to one. I mean, I, I'd just take him at 80 to one to win the race and waste, you know. There's nobody down here. Rockefeller at 14 to one. Now, there's a legitimate, if you wanted the long shot in the top 10. Now, I don't know. It's still a legacy car. I haven't seen a lot out of that organization to get inside the top 10. But well, you start talking 14 to one to run in the top third of the field. Uh, nobody else up here. Am I missing anything? Professor? No, I, I just saying Kobayashi in his test we hear that he was really good. Yeah. So But the problem is is you know, we only get kind of one shot at this and SVG took it. You know, my point being that that I think all those guys that wear fire suits in the cup series, you know, they've smiled and said, Oh yeah, it's great having SVG here. Yeah, we love it. It's great. But I don't think <laughs> they're gonna race the same way. I think they've had enough of this conversation. And that's okay. That's not a knock on anyone. I would, right? I mean, if you come at, like, if I'm the club yeah. champ at a golf course and you come in and you beat me, what, like, wait, wait, like, you know, like, like you're going to take it a little personal. So let's jump into DraftKings because I think there's some value here. I, it starts right at the top of the board. Reddick's and Truex. Reddick is plus money at the road courses. He's been a rocket. He went to Coda, and he could have run a two extra laps and still won the race. He was, he was so unbelievably fast. Um, Reddick won here last year in an RCR car. Um, I, I think this is a bad odd. I don't know how to say it. I mean, coin flip at best. I would actually say they need to be flipped. Reddick should be the favorite. Give me a reason why Reddick is a long shot against Truex. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all green for Reddick when it comes to road courses. And you need to get this bet in now because this is a bad line, and when they qualify, this line's going to change. Yes, Truex is going to qualify behind Reddick. Reddick could be easily on the front row or the pole. Um you got to take Reddick plus 115 over Truex was this, early in the week. Wasn't this the place last year where Reddick's odds went in half after practice and qualifying? More than. They got caught more than in half. He was so good. This line's already moving, too. It's down to plus 100 for him. Oh, there you go. So from where we pulled him to where they're at, it's even money. So you're Reddick, I see Chop pulling out his phone. Sounds like he's <laughs> going to get that bet in right away. Um, Byron Sindrick. Let's, talk about, let's go right through these matchups because I think that's where Chop said, even last week, with some surprise finishes with Harvick and, and Chastain, you still were on the positive side. So let's yeah. focus on these matchups. Byron and Sindrick. I, I think this I want to say Sindrick. Yeah, me too. You want to say Sindrick, but I think it's closer than you than you realize on some of this. But it, it is Sindrick. So I think if you if this was a speed comparison, it's Sindrick. But I'll be honest, this goes back to what we were saying about it takes a whole team. Byron's won four races this year. Rudy Fugles know how to manage a race. Um you remember when the curb exploded the first year at Indy, he was running pretty good. It cost him a finish there. Like, I say all that because I do think Cindric's going to be faster and probably run a little better, but I think Byron's team knows how to execute great races. So I think it's, this is a little more coin flip than you think. Now, you get plus money. Also, all it looks like all of these matchups have been moving since last night because it's now even. For even, I'm not taking Cindric over Byron at both minus 115. Um, Busher and Bell. The numbers are going to say Busher. Busher. The books don't give them credit, but the All numbers green. are going to say Busher. 
It's it's basically all green with the exception of Bell winning the Roval last year. Yeah, and that was in a playoff race. I think that's another one. I'm taking Busher. I'm riding the hot hand. I'm the guy, you know, when you have seven reds in the roulette table and everybody's stacking on black, I'm that other guy. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess it's going to go red again then. Uh, Dinger and Bush, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm avoiding this one with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Um, this is because Bush. I think Dinger is going to be faster, and I think Bush will probably out-execute that team. What were you going to say, Professor? I, I go Bush, actually, on this one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, and I can't go against Dinger here because he could easily come a win and punch you right in the nose. McDowell and Sindrick. I don't like having McDowell this week because he needs points, which could affect you know what they care about and what you care about. Could be two different things. How many times has a football coach messed you up because they didn't care about your bet? Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that way about McDowell. He needs points, and the reason I said that is because if you could score twenty points in the stages, that's going to make a great day for him, and he can finish right behind Cindric. You're throwing away your bet sleep, and they're cheering. Elliot and Larson. I like this one. I, I hate to say it, but so don't I. Okay, the numbers say it's going to be um, Elliot. I believe that, but once year. again, he's 55 points behind. So for the same reason I don't like McDowell, I actually like Elliott because I think that Allen and Chase are going to – now listen, when I say they're going to try to win, I don't mean Hail Marys. They're not going to stay out there with no gas, run out of gas, do something dumb. But if there is a timely yellow, if there is a fork in the road, if there is this chance, the reason Elliott ran third at Chicago is because they – Thought they kind of had to win there, right? Like, I just feel like I like this better. I, I, I'd have to go See, with Larson as I, well. No, I like. I, Larson, I just think yeah. Elliott. If their gamble pays off, they're going to beat you. But the reason I like Larson's plus money. If this was even, I would avoid it. Right. But if you're getting plus money and Kyle Larson in a matchup almost any week, I think that's a that's a take. Kez versus Harvick. Shoo. Unless you want to watch it on the computer, because neither of these guys are going to be on TV, um, I wouldn't take this one right here. <laughs> Look at <laughs> Professor laugh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. But that's uh, the numbers say Harvick. You could say that's accurate analysis. They're going to be like 14th and 17th, beating the crap out of each yeah, other. Well, that we might show them because of that. But if if you really want to bet it, it's Harvick over Keselowski. Yeah. Yeah. Suarez and SVG. I'm going to tell you, I'm taking SVG. So I know Suarez won Sonoma, but same equipment, remember. So you're basically saying, okay, which driver is going to be faster? Man, I don't know. SVG was pretty damn fast at the street car. I'm not saying he's going to come win, but he's not going to be a 27th place car all of a no. sudden. Like, well, like, he had some real pace. And, now, and Suarez needs points. Yeah, he's in the points conversation now, for sure. I take the SVG bet there. Yeah, I like that. All right. Um, let's go down to some other books to see if we have something. Go ahead. I have one that we need to look at. Uh, let's go down Truex versus Busher. Go down towards the bottom. Oh, that's Busher. Take it right now. Is that odd still Ooh. It's still around? Yes, it's still there. All right. So on another book, um, there's a Busher plus 190 against Truex at minus 250. Take Busher right now. Now, look. Trucks could beat him, but plus 190? I gave it a coin flip. Busher and Truex at the road courses? Coin flip. What, what's the, what do the stats say, Professor? Oh, this is Busher. So the stats don't even say coin flip. Yeah, wow. Yeah, they, this is, if we're not at Some, Sonoma, somebody knows something. This, they think okay, they but this is why this pod exists. This pod exists because, you know, the books. How many handicappers do we think the NFL has? I mean, there's got to be hundreds. 
in the in in the books. I'm saying I'm not talking even for us. I'm talking about on the casino side, right? College football, like like these major bet sports have thousands of people grinding over the numbers. There's just no how often you see a bad line in football. Not very often. I mean, I've lost more basketball games by half a point, right? So I say that because. You know, in five years, this odds not like in five years, the professor is going to be on the on the dark side, setting these lines, killing us. So, I mean, the professor says it's Busher. He's plus one ninety. That's a good bet with a bad line. Take it early and, and cash in. Do you hammer it? Absolutely. If you're not going to hammer that, don't bet. Like, yeah, that's I mean, about my, as good my, as it gets. I mean, that's for my a... point. My point is, if you're, I mean, like, if you're not going to hammer that, then never have a hammer bet, and that's totally okay for the fan listening. Remember, yeah. gambling is about entertainment. If you say, no, I like to just sprinkle, sprinkle five bets and have a great time, I'm encouraging it. Bet responsibly. But if you're out here with a strategy and you want to try to do something, if you're not going to hammer that bet, then, then you should never hammer a bet. Racing season is well underway. It's time to go full throttle. Feel the excitement of every lap like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly no matter what goes down on the track. For example, if you bet $5 this week, Reddick over Truex in the matchups, you'll get $150 in bonus bets. And use that bonus bet to take Busher over Bell or Larson over Elliott. Tons of options on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code DOE. New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code DOE, D-O-U-G-H. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash terms. What about Almondinger versus Brody? Um, all right, so Almendinger and Kostecki, listen, it's, it'd be an, uneducated, an uneducated guess. I, I don't know. I don't know how Brody's going to be. Yeah, but we just talked about Almendinger could win here, and, and you got you said that no guy's going to come in here again and, and kick him in the teeth. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, if you're asking my opinion, I'd take Almendinger over Kostecki all day long. Okay. But, but, but I'm just telling the fans at home, I'm going to raise my hand when I say I don't know, I don't know what that kid Brody's going to do. Like, I feel very good that Amendinger is going to run somewhere inside the top 10. I don't know what Brody's going to do. So yep. I can't be an analyst. Like, I'm not, I guess my point is we're going to come on here and handicap with real stats and real opinions. And, and I have an opinion it's Amendinger, but I have no proof to have any idea what Kostecki's going to do. So I don't think it's a crazy bet. Um, but it's one of those that I pay attention to because if Kostecki goes out and practice and he's rolling like SVG was, this is one you might bet the other side and lose the juice and just get out of the bet. <laughs> what about over under ringers in the top 10 hold on hold on we're gonna get through with our matchups first are we done here kobayashi and uh, go ahead i've got one busher pl- plus 100 to even versus bell minus 134 i'm taking busher in every matchup he's plus money i'm taking busher in every matchup he's plus money um i say that um i would not take him against maybe reddick no i'd probably take him against anybody why would I not? The guy's won two in a row, and he has great road course stats. Now, I wouldn't have six busher bets right. in case the guy's a flat tire. I'd pick two or three that are my favorites that he's plus money, and I would take them. So your question was busher over who? 
Bell. Bell. Minus 134. Probably closer to a coin flip than you think. Busher probably outruns him all the time. Bell has some firepower. I'd still take Busher. He's got the hot hand, man. They're doing no wrong at the moment. Elliot Larson, Trex, Reddit, Haley McDowell. I'm trying to see if there's anything here. Kobayashi and Jensen Button. Man, you're betting blue sky against proven mediocrity. I don't know how to – I mean, you know, I don't, what do you want me to tell you? SVG against Kostecki. Now, I would take um, SVG in this one. Now, I hate to bet minus 190, so I probably wouldn't take it. But, I mean, I think SVG is – I mean, Kostecki's its first start. SVG's done it once. He's in track house equipment, a car that does run often. This RCR ad, Kostecki, by the way, is driving a third RCR car. That's an added car. Those are always hard to do because you miss details. and You know, it's a mixed group. While the track house car um, in Project 91 doesn't run all the time, it runs enough that I think there's a little structure around how you fire up a third car. So that probably makes me a little happier. That's all I really have in matchups. You got anything else over there? Gibbs and Blaney we talked about. You said Gibbs. Um, that's a matchup out there. Man, I don't know about the rest. What are you talking about over under ringers? Where'd you see that? Oh, that was just me. My question to you. Uh, what are you going to set the line? Um, two and a half. Um, I'll take the under. I'll take an under for that Emmy over your shoulder. No, no chance. You got to earn that, boy. So is that really the line? Because I'll take an under for a nice medium plus filet. How did that go over anyway? What's that? The whole medium plus thing. How did that? Uh... Dale still doesn't think it exists. He's he's crazy. Professor had a beautiful shirt, medium plus, with his initials on it, which we explained to him was a monogram. That's kind of a thing. People do it. Um, you know, he doubled down and tripled down. He doesn't have to listen to us. Matter of fact, <laughs> I'm going to have to tell a little story. I digress. We go to a bar in Michigan. It's called Jerry's. It is a beach bar. It is a 100% great dive bar. Dive. Dive bar. The chef comes out. I want to call him a cook, but out of respect, I'm going to call him a chef. A lot of grill and fryer here. You know, we're not talking a lot of high-end stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Point blank, no leading the witness, is medium plus a steak temperature. And I quote, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and Dale Jr. still wouldn't concede. After <laughs> that much proof. So at that point, there's no really an argument. It's, it's, we've won the argument without winning the argument. <laughs> is that how it went professor it, exactly how it went you, you pull the bride k let's look at the stats yeah said actually i think i said well he'd be a good judge what do you think and dale confidently said absolutely and then when he got the wrong answer it was pew, off on a different subject i was nervous for sure <laughs> I, I thought dale, i was too i didn't love the idea i think it was rick that sold the question and i'm like i don't know rick this isn't the person i would ask i, I feel like <laughs> Phil, you got to stack the whole question so um, speaking of stacked, give us the update, Trav. How's the ultimate experience? We got any tickets left? Uh, ultimate experience. Apparently there's only a few spots left. Uh, I think it, I think what moved the needle chopper saying that he was going to go. <laughs> well, you said there was free beer. I think chopper should be there. And I think chopper should run the bet board. You could get, Ooh, you know, we could have a little in, inside. You could do like, you could do like a, uh, how would you do it? You could do like a, a blind draw. I love the starting position currently. Everybody gets a starting position. That way you don't know what car you get. Like, like there's a lot of different ways you could do it. You do it I think Chop's going to run the bat board for swag. Trav's going to have to get some swag out of the owner. Uh, we'll give away some swag for the bat board. I would say give away some Dirty Modo swag, but 
Yep. Crickets. Have you seen any? Crickets. Crickets. Hey, Tiff, I know you listen every week. We're talking to you, direct. <laughs> Mike Davis, upper management. We're going to the carpet side of the office here, off the concrete. We're looking for some swag. Can we make this happen? <laughs> All right. Um, it's a tough crowd. And if, if anybody does want tickets, it's uh, go to dirtymomedia.com slash ultimate experience. There you have it. Dirtymomedia.com slash ultimate experience to go. You're forced to hang out with the door bumper clear guys, but the Dirty Mo Doe guys will be there to make it a better crowd. Um, all right, how about group bets? We're avoiding A. Elliot Busher Bell Larson agreed. Suarez on my See, I got my Larson right there. You plus like two plus two ninety over yeah, three other guys. I do. You know, I don't think you're crazy there, so I don't think that's a winning group, group A. Usually, yeah, that's not a good group. It's usually, a. a stack. So my question is, where the hell did their math go? Where's because Truex, normally it Reddick. should be Truex. Right, right. It should be yeah. the top four odds. All right, I like I Larson know. too. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Suarez, Dinger, Chastain, Byron. There's a. I'm a Dinger. I'm dinger, a Dinger guy. Dinger this pick. is a big group day. Big group yeah. day. Hamlin, Busher, McDowell, Sindrick. I'm on Busher. Yep. Maybe McDowell. Busher? I could argue McDowell. I'll tell you, if you have Busher and a ton of heads-ups, this would be a good way to maybe have McDowell just because you could win them both, right? right? Busher. Yep. But, okay, I- I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk Hamlin. This is a long time into the podcast without talking Hamlin. Uh, I haven't talked to him for all the right reasons, but, Professor, go ahead and just give me your anti-Denny Hamlin argument at the road courses so we can move on, just so Chopper hears it. So when he bets him on Sunday, we can ask him if he even listens to the pod. Um, his average finish in, in the next-gen car on road courses is 20th. Um, best road course finish is, is a 11th in the next gen car on the, on the street course. And he's got one, one road course win in Watkins Glen, 2016. Uh, he's just not the road right. course guy. We're moving on quick then. Uh, group D Briscoe, Harvick, Bowman, Kozlowski. I got nothing for nothing. I have other races I want to get to. That's kind of why I'm moving on. Cause I got Xfinity and IndyCar winning team. I, Man, how do they got JGR the favorite there? Because they love Truex. Yeah. That's, uh, I actually, I mean, Trackhouse, I don't know. I think it's a hard one this week. Um, 23-11, just take Reddick because Bubba can't win. You would get Kamui, but Kamui's 80-1. to one. Mm-hmm. You don't have an 80-1 to one guy win and you get it at plus 475. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see anything here. Nothing that I'm willing. Willing manufacturer. I, I nothing. Ford paid last week. Boom. What's the bet? Boom. What the bet is? Ford. Boom. Ring the bell. Steve moving up the standings. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, top Chevy. Here's an interesting one. Elliot Bush. SVG. Larson. Dinger. Suarez. Byron. Man, that's. Is there anything there that jumps out at you, Professor? I'd say Almond Dinger plus six fifty. I'd like Larson at 500. I don't think you're wrong, right? Because I don't think they have to win the race once again. Let's go down to the one I've been looking at. Okay. Did I miss something that doesn't have to the top Toyota Reddick? Did the books miss Reddick? Did they not watch all the last road courses? Well, they love Truex. They do have Busher Best Ford. I'm trying to find a different guy to bet on, but I can't. I think those are pretty accurate. Uh, winning car number, no intro. How about the props? We'll get some crazy props out here. Anything we want to talk about? Dinger, no, nope. Chastain, Busher, Kobayashi, nope. Nope, nope. SVG or Kostecki, nope. Um, 
And here's why I say no, because you're getting it at a seven to one, right? So if you're going to put one unit at seven to one, put you know three quarters of a unit on SVG at ten to one, that's going to pay you dang near seven to one. You know what I mean? On your one unit and put a quarter unit at eighty one. That's a bad math out of the of just math alone says no. Stage one winner, stage two winner. Uh, do we really know without the stages? Uh, it's going to be hard because with no stage cautions here. So I actually like the win stage one and the race better because the first stage is only 15 laps long, and I think the pole sitter will run through the finish of stage one. So I actually I think they have the odds wrong. I think stage one winner winning the race is a better chance than stage two winner. So I like stage one winner at four to one. Um, but before we move on to the other series, let's do the what the bet. I'm not going to even talk other series before they do it. Last week, chop loser. Travis won with Ford at plus 160. He was like over one other manufacturer. I won at Ford plus 240 over both manufacturers. And Russell lost, and he's plus one. Chop's the big minus guy at minus four. Chop, what's the bet? Kyle Larson to win. Boom. Larson to win. He's going for the big swing. Trav, you're up. What's the bet? Uh, give me that uh, Busher over Truex plus 190. I think that's a good bet. Busher over Truex plus 190. All right, I'm up at minus one and a half. I'm making I'm making straight strides here, trying to find a little action. Man, you know I'm going to take stage one winner in the race. Mm-hmm. I'll take Reddick over Truex. All right, there you go. What the bet? I've been in. Trav, you get them written down. All right, let's real quick. Let's move on. It's a full weekend. Let's talk. You want to talk Xfinity or IndyCar first? Xfinity. I could tell by the glassy-eyed look. It's Xfinity. <laughs> um, Amendinger, heavy favorite, plus one thirty-five. How he ran at Road America was an embarrassment. The guy should have won the race. I don't know what happened. Break issue. Uh, speaking of which, congratulations, Sam Mayer. He broke through. Um, big win, actually. Great final lap. I don't even see Sam Mayer on the board up here. Yeah, sixteen. Oh, there he is, 16 to 1. Professor, can you bet against Dinger or can you go to the well with Gibbs? Oh, I. I Hasn't Custer won both road races this year? Uh, Sam Mayer won the last one. Custer's won a couple. Yeah, he's won two. But one of them was that at chop, shortened fast. race at uh, Chicago, too. So uh, I would say it's it's hard to go against those top two. Maybe a, a Nemechek at eighteen to one. I, I don't hate that one. How about a Kligerman top three at five to one? He seems to be close all the time. Yeah, that's top three though. I know if it was top five, I'd have more interest. Does close pay, Steve? Horseshoes and hand grenades and <laughs> and uh, pickleball sometimes. Um, speaking of pickleball, when's this match coming? I mean, give me a time and place. All right, we're going to set a date. I've never played, but Chop and I are going to start our camp here pretty soon. He's going to teach me the game. Yeah, he thinks he's going to be a savant. No, I just think I'm going to be better than you. No, no chance. Hmm. Uh, let's jump into Custer over Gibbs. Plus 125, Hill and Creed, Kligerman, Nemechek, anything. Hemrick Herbst, Moffat and Jones. Look at his eyes crossed with that last one. All right. We're, we're not loving Xfinity right now. Maybe Dinger or Gibbs. IndyCar. What do you got for me in IndyCar? They're on Saturday. 
Pelot's the heavy favorite. He's having a monster year. We've got Newgarden, Kirkwood. Kirkwood just won at Nashville. Yeah. Um, Award, McLaughlin, Dixon, Power, Rossi, Herda. Herda's a wheel man. Anything? Anything for the road course at Indy. Well, Russell looks this up. I need to – I have a little beef with Kyle Kirkwood. He was on Speed Street, and he said after his win in Nashville, he went over to Colton Herta's house and had a couple beers, and that was it. How well, do you win we in can Na- rule him out because there's zero chance he'll win again if that's just piss-poor celebration. How do you win in Nashville and not just go on there. Broadway? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Kyle Kirkwood? You're off the list. If that's the best you can do, that is despicable. We celebrated making it to Michigan safely at Jerry's more than you did winning the race. <laughs> Yeah, I think they have the right they have the right odds. Palou won. Palou. Palou won four of the last six on road courses. Won this race. He won the. They run the road course earlier this year. He won that race too. So um, Rossi won this race last last year. If you want to go more of a twelve to one guy, but here's what I would tell you to do: wait till they qualify and pick the pole winner. I'm not trying to be smart there. Like, welcome to IndyCar. Like, McLaughlin finished second at Nashville. Probably should have won. Uh, I actually like McLaughlin at 10-1. I think he. I think his, I think he's going to be a little sour off. Uh, off. Um, I think he's going to be a little sour off Nashville. I think his fellow New Zealanders and Aussies are in town with SVG and Brody and all the guys. I think he's going to want to stretch his muscles a little bit. I like Scotty McLaughlin at 10-1. Uh, plus, he's a cool guy. Decent golfer. We're going to get him at the 500 Club Shop. McLaughlin's going to be a great ad. Love it. Um, all right. We're Indy Road Course 5. Bets to watch. Brought to you by DraftKings. We are matchup heavy chop. Let's start with this one. I think this is a bad odd. They love Truex. I don't. I like Reddick over Truex even money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, staying in the matchups, we got Busher over Bell. Busher back-to-back wins and also hot hand at the road courses. Plus money. You love that. I do. <clears throat> Larson versus Elliott, the battle of Hendrick teammates. They like Elliott. I think Elliott has to gamble. I'll take Larson at plus money once again. You like that he's been a little cold lately, yep. which means he kind of shows up. He's due. All right, uh, how about another matchup? The battle of Trackhouse, heavy favorite SVG at minus 160. Uh, listen, maybe it's a motion after his move at Chicago, but let's, let's ride the hot hand. I mean, the guy was good on the streets. He he drove right by him. I mean, yeah. So I I like that. It's a track house matchup. And then same car, same equipment. Totally agree. Totally agree. So there's four, but our fifth match, and we don't normally go here. We're gonna go to the well on the DraftKings group group B. Suarez, Dinger, Chastain, Byron. You have a name that jumps right out to you. It's the Dinger. The Dinger. Plus two fifty. You can't leave the Dinger off the board when you go to the road courses. There you have it. Five bets to watch. Brought to you by DraftKings. All right. Well, it's been an interesting mix. We had Busher at a short track. We had Busher at Michigan. Can Busher go three in a row at the road course? If he does, and he goes three in a row at that style of racetrack, then, then I mean, we're going to start every pod with just bet Busher until he loses. That's going to be the new title of the pod um, if he wins three in a row. You might even say it's a good title this week, uh, although 20 to 1, why not? Yeah. We've made worse bets. <laughs> On the way over here. <laughs> All right, well, I got to run. There's a lot of rain in the area, and Chop and I have to get our pickleball practice in. For my man, the Chop, for the professor, for producer Travis, the non-pickleball player in the office, I'm your host, Steve Lutard. This has been Dirty Mode Doe. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.